My brain's splitting off in so many different directions. My brain's splitting off in so many different directions. <laughs> brains flooding off in so many different directions that no one has the answers to. <laughs> my dad was a shrink. Certain things upset me. And my dad was a shrink. Certain things upset me. And my dad was a shrink. things upset me. What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? Questions that no one has the answers to. I'm Jeremy Green. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where me and Gary talk about all things Marvel, specifically the Ecstatics series uh, that evolved from X-Force. We're having a good time. We're solving problems. We're solving the world's problems. Gary, mm-hmm. you watched all that new Marvel, all that new Marvel trailer stuff, I'm sure. Uh, I, I did. I watched uh, all of the available clips last night when I was laying in bed. Uh, the what was your vibe on that like Falcon Winter Soldier show? I I don't understand what is interesting about it. That's kinda... that was the out of all of them. That's my least the least interesting one. I think like I like that guy who plays Falcon. Yep, I think I think he's fun. Um, but and it like it you know it showed action that was like kind of tv show impressive but i'm comparing it to the movies mm-hmm. so you know who cares and is that the same bucky guy is that the winter soldier guy that is with the different same, haircut or the, that, that's the same that's dude. the actor yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay like he looks real different to me and i've always hated him okay. in the movies <laughs> i like that guy sucks um like i was here for what he was doing for the plot mm-hmm. like i love i love civil war i love uh winter soldier uh the movie winter soldier but i always thought that like broody uh kind of asshole was not very interesting um he's barely in the later movies like it's like this guy doesn't have any like enough of a personality really um so yeah so i don't know out of all of them is the least interesting looking one yeah it's um it felt like a very like and i know it is a dated premise because it's been they've been doing movies like that forever but like i got real big like 48 hours or um rush hour or you know what i'm saying like i got uh, yeah, yeah. lethal weapon like just real big buddy cop energy out of it and like there was no interesting villains showed or no real interesting no. setup. So like, if it's just like drug cartels, like how fucking boring yes. would that be? Right. Like <laughs> one guy who can fly and one guy who can't fights drugs. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> can't believe this cocaine dealer has a helicopter. Guess I got to fly through a cliff. <laughs> it's my time to shine. <laughs> yeah, Don't Bucky, worry. What are He's you also doing? got a car. <laughs> Don't call me Bucky. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's a it's it's not very interesting. I was the rest of them. I was kind of surprised by. I'm surprised they're doing a secret invasion show. That's weird. Um, Wait, which I think is that the, the secret invasion if, show? Is that the? Uh, there's no no trailer for it, but they just talked about it. Oh, it's okay. um, yeah. the the scroll and Nick Fury. Oh, like, weird. From the end of Captain Marvel. Um, that's interesting to me. And the what if show looks cool to me. Yeah. Like, I'll watch an animated series that's like, you know, because I I have a weakness for those comics. I mean, I think um, the the best thing about the what if stuff is it's so brief. Like you don't get ten yeah, yeah. ten issue arcs, so it's just like you know, what if Spider Man was a black guy? I don't know. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> the internet would freak out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The uh, and I I think the the two the two coolest looking ones are WandaVision and Loki. Yeah, I thought um, look really cool. You know, a while a long time ago they released that Loki uh, logo. And it's like the four letters mm-hmm. of Loki all being kind of stylized differently. And everybody was like, this fucking sucks. Like, why would you ever do this? And now seeing that it's going to be like 
some weird multiverse bullshit thing happening. I'm way more into it. Um, yeah. Is because they talk about in that trailer something about the TVA. Uh, do you know what that is? Is that a thing? No. Okay. Cool. Not that I, I know I didn't of. Think it I, was. I, I haven't read Thor comics though, really yeah. to any appreciable degree. So I don't know. Um. Yeah. Not really a Thor guy. <laughs> Weird flex, I know, but it's kind of kind of the case. <laughs> okay, Gary, dial it down a little bit. <laughs> dial it down. I don't mean to fire off the cannon indoors, but um, yeah. Every Thor every episode, really you don't have to talk about how much you hate Thor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but we can, we can't talk about how much you love Ecstatics. Uh, we have a I I do. We have a new issue with the entire team all stuffing themselves into a bathroom stall. Uh, which is going to make sense given the things on the issue, but we have a new artist and I'm kind of mm-hmm. divided on this artist, Gary. Paul Pope. Yeah. Uh, is this guy who is an indie artist, uh, largely or like kind of like borderline indie artist, but not somebody who worked a lot in superhero stuff. Um, I mostly know Paul po- Pope from uh, DC released a series of books called solo mm-hmm. where there would be like one kind of prestige artist would do the whole thing and they'd be able to just like do short stories with whatever characters they wanted. And I remember the Paul Pope one getting really good reviews. Um, there was a Darwin cook one and a Mike Allred one uh, that I really liked. Um, but I got the Paul Pope one and couldn't really click with it. Like I have a hard time with this guy. Um, I think it does make me think that Mr. Sensitive in a movie should be played by Adam driver though. Um, so okay. that's what this taught yeah, me. A hundred percent. Does he look like him? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, he kind of makes all the people look like Adam Driver, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not super into this this artist. Okay. Um, it's kind of a bummer to me that the the arc wrapped up with this. Like, it's okay. It's definitely stylized though, um, and it's muddier. Like the coloring is a big part of why I like Mike Allred. Um, you know, because he does these like big, bright, flat colors, mm-hmm. and this ends up just being a little bit like grungier. Yeah, uh, in a way that I'm not super into. And everybody's kind of like. Um like like melting constantly yeah <laughs> and i know yeah. that's i know that's like fat's thing but like on the very first page like in the very first panel uh, is spike and he's just looking like he's like weirdly bumpy in ways that i uh, are not entirely pleasant it would look good for like a three panel like funny comic it's weird for a comic comic yeah to me it's also uh kind of shows that guy smith is apparently a foot and a half taller than spike (laughs) (laughs) Sure, Um, which is real weird unless spike Um, is sitting down on the toilet right like is that the implication yeah that's a weird flex though like because they're meeting in a stall uh the reason they're doing this is because dupe can scramble uh arnie's like psychic powers in a small area um and just like it's like you're meeting with what they do in a stall like you don't sit down like that's so casual like like, that would be, I mean, okay. if, and if you do like, like huge flex, like if you think you have that much power, we're like, you sit down and get comfortable and like lean yeah, back. And welcome make, to you know, my office. Yeah, exactly. You know? If you welcome my office, <laughs> welcome someone to your office. That would be like huge. <laughs> um, but basically he's just like, he's guys letting him in on the plan. Like, you know, yeah, it's ridiculous that we, uh, you know, we allowed, Arnie to join the team. Uh, but we had to, like, he's really unstable. We don't know the extent of his powers. We had to play along with him. Um, and we're going to keep his identity a secret. That's how we're going to sell this to the public. I love the, I love the dialogue. This is like, how are we going to stop everyone from knowing? He's like, I've got a crazy idea. It just might work. We're going to put a mask on him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Very good. 
Um, and this is, uh, you know, the introduction of his, uh, alter ego, the mysterious fanboy, um, with his real weird outfit Yep. for his masks. Um, the latest recruit we cut over, you know, that's like, he has no stat track record. The ecstatics hype machine is staying quiet. We don't know anything about this person. Um, is he supposed to be a, an ironic comment on the average ecstatics fan? Um, and we cut over to Lacuna watching this. She doesn't know who he is. Uh, which is going to kind of cause the problem uh, yes. to, to happen here later. Um, we see Lacuna seeing this, and then we immediately go over to our team HQ, where Anarchist is worried about his butt looking too big. Uh, looking too big, and I love Dead Girls. Like you just got a high buttocks. <laughs> like, I don't know what you. <laughs> it's, it's not a, <laughs> NBD, dude. You just got high butt high buttocks. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Um. You know, uh, as they're as they're doing this, the the whole point of the scene is like fanboy is like seeing how the team works, yeah. And he's like shocked by it. he's like, oh, the anarchist is vain, you know. Uh, Fat gives him a little bit of shit, and they start kind of sparring mm-hmm. and like you know fighting. And he's just like, oh, they're fighting, they're fighting each other. Uh, and I love Guy Smith. Uh, here. Like this isn't fighting; it's not real. We do this to keep ourselves razor sharp. It's like play with a deadly purpose. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, he's like, oh, so you, you actually secretly like each other. We dig each other. We're like brothers and sisters as the anarchist throws like acid sweat into into fat's eyes. eyes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, vivisector is just glugging down what looks like a bottle of Jaeger in the background. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Arnie like looks out on his, on his uh, fans. He's like, oh, you know, they love us. And he's like, no, they don't. They hate us. Like they're waiting for us to, to fall. So, you know, when we crack open, they want to see. Like, oh, this is a celebrity. And Arnie starts getting dubious. He's like, I, I don't like this. This isn't what I thought the team would be. Um, you know, the rumors of you guys being spoiled rotten are true. And as he's doing it, he's closing the esophaguses of all of the uh, the team. Like, he, uh, Geismith says, I can feel my esophagus healing up. Like, he's, like, literally mending flesh to close their throats, um, which is really scary. Uh, and he's just like, I gotta think of something. Why don't we all go to lunch? And this distracts Arnie. Yeah. Um, oh, you mean somewhere trendy? And then there's again, a comedy page turn was they're all meeting in the stall <laughs> all yeah. together. And, and basically just being like, Hey, like this is, you know, um, like we, like, why don't we just like, like how we have to deal with this situation. Why don't we just try to figure out like Venus volunteers to port him somewhere and be like, I'll just dump him somewhere. Like, that seems really easy. He's like, wow, that's really mean. Like, no, we're going to, we're going to figure this out together. Like he's really, uh, he's, he's really trying to make this a team problem. Guy Smith is. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to pretend mm-hmm. like we have to do the kayfabe. Uh, speaking of alpha moves, Ty Galakar flushes the toilet while they're all standing around in there. <laughs> it's also just like, you know, I don't know. I haven't done very many toilet meetings, but like, you know, that's a weird move. Um, but basically we have to pretend. Um, so they go to uh, eat um, at a place and it, it's uh, the narration says, welcome to the chimpanzees tea party. Do you know that chimpanzees have to be trained to be naughty and throw their food? You know, it's like basically like this is again, it's all a show. Yeah. Um, the, uh, as they're, they're kind of sitting around gossiping, you know, kind of trying to pump them up, uh, Lacuna shows up and says, uh, you know, can I join you? And she offers to put Arnie on her show. Like you can reveal your secret identity on the show. And Guy Smith is like, no way, you know, you couldn't join us, get lost. Venus teleport us out of here. 
I love um, this line where he's like, no, we can't teleport away. I haven't finished my cream brulee. And he's like, you're in the ecstatics yeah. now. These are the kind of sacrifices you'll have to make as like they're yeah. teleporting away. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, it's uh, very funny. Um, but Lacuna's not going to leave this lie. No. You know, she, she waits a little while. She can slip in and out of time. Like she's stalking them. Um, and she's noticing it's weird. Like they're all being very nice to each other. Uh, you know, this is really odd. Um, and when she goes, she peels off his mask. Uh, while he's eating a, a gross slice of pizza, it looks how the Ninja Turtles eat pizza, mm-hmm. where the cheese is just like endlessly gooey. Um, and uh, shows it on her TV show that it's Arnie yeah. and spills the secret. Uh, and this obviously causes a huge controversy. Yeah, um, I love. And then you know, of course, the the press are now hounding Guy Smith about this, and he's like, you know, he he's he he made an error, you know. Because this dude killed two people, like he he managed to undo most of his problem, most of the things that damage he did in the town. But two people were still dead, uh, and of course yeah. everybody has a bunch of trauma. And he's like, you know, the 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 law doesn't cover these kind of things, like these superhero stuff. And it's like, do you mean that ecstatics is above the law? And he's like, what? Well, I was like, if Osama bin Laden has superpowers, would you consider him for the team? And I'm like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which would be pretty cool. Yes. Uh you know, I I think that'd be a funny ecstatic story arc. Um. They go back to the team, you know, they're watching this and, uh, it just, you know, Arnie is like, why couldn't they mind their own business? Like, I can't believe they did that. I'm going to go down to the TV and teach them a lesson. Uh, and he blows up the television set, uh, here and they have to calm him down again. Like, Hey, who cares? Who cares what they think? As long as we stick together, like you're on the team, you know, we stick together again, because if they don't do this, he's going to close all their throats. Um, and, uh, he's like, Arnie says, well, we need a mission. And, uh, Spike says, okay, I'm going to see if I can find something not complicated. Let's do it. While this is happening, guy goes to go talk to Lacuna and basically, uh, in, uh, recruit her to do a secret thing that we're going to find out later. Um, and basically chides her like, why couldn't you leave well enough alone? Like you made a bad situation worse and now you're going to help me get out of it. On um on the first panel of this page, like on the outside of her door, she's got like an autographed picture from, that says like two Lacuna XSO. It says rocks. Are you? Yeah, I don't know who that is. Like Baron okay. Underbite or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't... It's, it's a weird. Like it's it's a very specific thing. And I was just curious if you happen to know what it is. I meant to look it up today, and then I just got distracted by terrible dogs. Yeah, yeah, Frankenstein or something. I don't know. It's real weird. Um, but he's basically bullying her into doing this. Yes, you know. Um, um, we cut over to this uh, jail cell in Louisiana, um, and this super villain that has retractable, retractable razor sharp bone claws and horns, titanium enhanced exoskeleton, tectonic plates of macromolecular concrete for flesh, liquid nitrogen for blood, uh, all yeah. of this like crazy <laughs> over the top bullshit. Uh, known as the Widowmaker, the Soul Thief, the Pain Broker, aka Razorhead, who escapes. And of course, this is going to be the mission that. Uh, ecstatics has to go to is to go catch him yeah in the bayou in the bayou yep they go to the bayou um we get our second thing in the uh the series where somebody has snuck along for a teleportation and the person teleporting them is like oh it's a little heavier than it should have been you know i notices that um arnie isn't feeling good during this he's like yeah i think he's close but uh he's not doing too you know i'm not doing too well i'm feeling a little lightheaded um and then uh Razorhead. Uh, pops out uh they attempt to fight him but he takes down a couple of them yeah. kind of right away um the you know our anarchist sweat acid doesn't really work at all um mm-hmm. the 
dead girl stuff dead girl just immediately gets cut in half vivisector gets broken um and then you know guy smith gets knocked out like this is not going well for our heroes um yeah and this is when arnie steps up and like basically dissolves this this monster as it stands yeah like blows up his head yeah um you know as they're as they're doing this uh you know guy is like hey you saved us you saved ecstatics and arnie knows he's dying he's like you'll tell them that i did good right like it's my heart my heart is real bad i could do all that stuff but i could never change my heart and i could never change my face um you know he says you know as he's dying guy smith's like well we'll tell them that ecstatics was saved by the mysterious fanboy and uh ty gallagher says are we really gonna say that he was like what do you think you know, uh, and we go to the goodbye party, mysterious fanboy funeral special on channel five. Yeah. And of course, like this entire funeral has turned into a, a media circus because, you know, they it was leaked that ecstatics would be there to to say goodbye. And of and of course, like they're not. <laughs> yeah. And, and Tyke is like, you know, this feels makes us feel like we're, you know, an actual team. Like we're trying to be actually pretending to be a team. I, I think it's maybe maybe we'd be a better place if we if we kept doing this and then they all just like crack up laughing, like absolutely not. Like we're going to, we have to start yeah. dissing each other again. Yeah. This, this is what we are. Yeah. You know, um, we cut over to the actual funeral where guy Smith is there and they basically reveal this thing. He had this, uh, this weakness, this hole in a, a malformed left ventricle. Um, you know, that's the thing he picked up when he was in his first, uh, first room. Um, she's thanking him for this. You know, basically uh, saying, like, thank you for making his last few days happy. And he's saying he only let him join the team, hoping that his heart would explode before he did anything horrible. He's, he's saying but that in his mind, not to the, the yeah, grieving, yeah. not to the grieving mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, this worked out about basically how I hoped. Um, <laughs> the, yeah. This is what I meant to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Very, uh, very, very funny and very dark. Like, you know, he because as we're going to find as we reveal to uh lacuna and guy walking down uh the beach where she's calling him out like what you made me do like i've never killed anybody before and we kind of learned the plan like she injected something into him uh between moments yeah. during the fight um I, I like this beach scene a lot like this seems like really just like r- realistic like just a, this conversation of them like let's go to this kind of private place um and and have this like kind of big conversation where and she's not like super happy with him and of course he's like you know we had to do this and like and he's like i didn't want to do it like i don't like killing people but there was really the only option like he could have completely destroyed the fucking world if we had let him like this was the only way Um, and she's accusing him of changing of like you know the the old guy smith would never have done this and they get interrupted of course because they you know random tourists are like oh my god it's lacuna and guy smith and they're like get the fuck out of here and they're like oh these these, yeah. these mutants wow <laughs> yeah these guys are assholes they think they're royalty mm-hmm. you know they won't talk to us random beach people uh but her point is kind of valid she's like you know you were the the guy smith who like said damn it all and saved paco perez and he's like well maybe i have changed you know i've watched all my teammates die you know maybe i'm not equipped for this anymore and uh he quits he quits the team he's like i'm no longer mr sensitive i'm no longer the orphan i'm just guy smith uh and he walks away and she uh calls and cancels spielberg off of her show because something bigger has come up and because she found out spielberg likes 15 year old girls does he oh there was a did i miss miss a coming out uh, i mean not really like a thing but like there was a conversation between him and lucas that got published at some point where they were like oh yeah the 
the love interest in Indiana Jones, like it has to be a young girl. Like it has to be like a 15 year old girl. Like when she meets him, like that's the, that's what makes it hot or whatever. And I was like, Ugh, dude, oh, geez. yeah, like that's what makes, that's what's going to make the future relationship super great. And I'm like, I, <laughs> this sounds, I, I, uh, that's not great. <laughs> I, I, I missed that. My my Star Wars filter stopped me from seeing that. It filters out Indiana Jones uh, news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I bet you I have George Lucas muted. I'm sure you do. Um, on there. Like, I don't care. Like, oh, I mean, I like that guy, but not for his Star Wars stuff. Yeah. I'm a big 1138 guy. Um, yeah, I, uh, that's unfortunate. Yes. That's grody. Um, this is the end of the issue. I, uh, this is the end of also the end of the arc as well. I, um, Mm -hmm. so I had not read this, uh, because I think I only read the first four issues of this. So I hadn't, I'd never, I'd read up to the point where he joins the team and I was like, is this dude going to be a regular? Like this kid seems insane. Um, that'd be real weird. And I, I was very shocked by the turn. Like guy still seems to be out of control a bit from Edie's death. And we've talked about it a lot, how Edie's death is such a huge shadow over the series and over these characters. And it just, it keeps coming up in really interesting ways about and like really maybe not realistic, but like impactful ways, right? Like him having to deal with this to, from the begin and having to making the decision to kill him and all of this other stuff, like feels directly related to him, not understanding how to live in the shadow of Edie's death. And with, with all of this responsibility that he has on top of it. And it's just kind of fascinating. Yeah. Well, and it leads really well into the next arc. Yes. Where like guy is kind of hit rock bottom. Like this feels really well observed where like the whole team kind of rock bottomed and he had to hold it together. And then as soon as like this crisis is done, he's like, fuck man, you know, like I have been carrying the shoulder of this team. They're shouldering the burden of this whole team for this whole thing. Like now, it, now I need to rest, you know, that kind of like responsibility can fuck you up, uh, you know, quite a bit. So that gives him his own little arc and we get uh, Venus de Milo's kind of backstory in her arc. And the next arc has all of the professor X being incredibly horny for young mutants fucking. And it's very funny. Like this is one of my favorite (laughs) professor X's that's ever been written in an X comic. A hundred percent. This is really funny. Back to back. It is all, all really good and funny uh, to me. So good shit. Excellent. Uh, Yeah. We appreciate you people uh, listening. We do. You guys are great as well. Um, I've seen some traffic on Twitter. Some people are recommending the show on Twitter. I just want to say thank you to everybody that's been doing yeah. that. Um, if you want to leave us some ratings and reviews, that could be super helpful for us. We'd appreciate it. Um, mm-hmm. If you like uh, Jeremy, Jeremy was on an episode of Orb recently. Yeah. Uh, the, our Venture Brothers podcast. We talked about Ice Station Impossible. If you don't and, like uh, it, was a Fantastic Four. And you like the Venture yeah. Brothers, you might have like, two. That's only a third of the podcast. Like, and I didn't talk a whole yeah. lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I always get self conscious about talking over people on that show. It's just really easy for me and anybody, like me and Cole or me and Will or anybody I regularly podcast with. Like, if you and I had a guest, I would also feel really self conscious about talking over them. Yeah, absolutely. Because the, the rhythm gets really easy. Uh, Chris and I do one guest every like twenty something episodes of Monster of the Week, and it's like we always have a lot of fun with it, and it's you know it, ends, it always ends up being a great episode. But there's definitely like, um, and we usually spend about an hour talking before we actually start the podcast itself, um, just to get comfortable. But it's always a little weird because I'm like, I go into director mode where I'm like guest how do you feel about this like where i never have to do that on like with you i'm never like gary <laughs> yeah. tell me how you feel about this thing <laughs> well when we uh when we used to do guest on watch out for fireballs we had to do that all the time yeah and it's not it's not a bad thing right like it's not you know people if they're not 
podcasters and stuff. Like I'm not calling them out for that, but it always felt a little weird um, to be, to just be like, Hey, what did you know? This is what we thought. What do you think? And then just be like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's about right. I thought that was cool. You know? And like, okay. <laughs> okay. Like, cool. and then <laughs> continue on. Like it was always just a little, a little bit weird. There's like a lot of, uh, you know, of good, good podcasts are about that kind of like comfort and rhythm, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, and that is a hard thing to get easily. And it's, um, um you know, it takes time. Uh, it, it takes a lot of time to like learn when people are going to stop talking and whatnot. Um, Somebody, Chris told me one time that now when he's in meetings, like conference calls and stuff, he finds himself going, uh huh, to make sure that like people on the conference call know he's still there. <laughs> he's like, I don't think I need to do that. <laughs> but that always cracks me up. Um, totally. But yeah, like it's, it's always, it's always, uh huh, uh huh. Like, can you imagine? I'm just, <laughs> just to make sure that, you know, we're connected, right? Like the, the call didn't drop. Uh, That's the reason I think I like podcasts that are recorded in person. Um, like I think those have just by default have a, a more natural like rhythm and they're more interesting to listen to. Um, there's several podcasts oh, yeah. I listen to. Well, I did before COVID happened and nobody's getting together to record fucking podcasts about horror movies, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And that's always the, uh, the duck feed weakness. That's our Achilles heel. I've, re- I've recorded you know? a couple in person. I mean, obviously at the shows, but I think, didn't y'all do like one in a hotel room or something? We did a couple in a hotel room. Mm-hmm. Just take that out of context. Yeah, yeah. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>